We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Hey guys, it's Morgan. Welcome back to the show. Today we're talking about Tiger Woods and Tampon Gate, why Game of Thrones stresses me out. And we're going to talk a little bit about The Chosen as well, because that's another show that's getting a lot of talk on social media and it caught my attention. That being said, let's get into it. course, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a stinking pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented, adjusted feel of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you will ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code MORGAN. The MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code MORGAN. That's MyPillow.com, promo code MORGAN. Thank you. All right, Brian, first topic of the day, I wanted to talk about the Tiger Woods fiasco because there's a thing called Tampon Gate. I don't know if anybody else is calling it that, but I am. I just came up with that. Do you think it's funny? Yeah, I like it. Thank you. Oh, wow, I appreciate it. I thought you were going to be like, no. Um... You might tell me that this is way too deep for me to evaluate this topic on, or I might be a genius. It's either or, no in between. Um, First, let's look at his apology. Basically, do you want to explain this, or do you want me to explain Uh, this? So, yeah, so I'm a pretty big golfer. For any of you guys who didn't know, Morgan, I'm not sure how much you know, but I love golfing. We uh, play in like... Probably 10 to 12 tournaments every summer. It's just a fun deal. Um, You know, it's not like some crazy PGA tournament, but it's just like your small town tournaments, like a $200 entry fee, and you might win about four or $500. But just basically a group of guys having a good time. So I've always followed golf. And Tiger, a lot of people don't like him, but I'm one that stuck with him even from his past and kind of what all he's went through to come back mentally and – pretty much win the masters and just the inspiration that that is so this is kind of like i don't know i feel like it's just another thing in america where someone's feelings were hurt but him and jt or justin thomas um were in a tournament they were playing together or matched together they both um you drive a golf ball that's kind of your first shot it's called a drive okay yeah <laughs> and you're going to use you're going to use uh yeah your longest distance club usually unless it's a par three um, so anyway, so say Tiger hits his, his golf ball goes, who knows, 300, 330, however however long it went uh, yard-wise. Then J- Justin Thomas hit his and just say it went like 290. So Tiger outdrove him. So as a joke, he gave him a tampon, which basically means, who knows, like you kind of hit that like a girl, like, you know, or like compared to him, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So he did give him a tampon. And everybody with a sense of humor thought that was hilarious. It was awesome. It's good to see two of the greats just joking with each other because everybody does that. Um, But, of course, we have a select group of people that took offense to it, I guess. And here we are. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know the personalities of golf, but you're saying these are the two greats joking. I guess surface level, I see it as 
there's a lot of jokes that are still made that I guess to the woke people you're not allowed to make. And so publicly people don't talk about them, people don't make them. But if you get anywhere in a private setting, those jokes are still normally made. And this was like a brief, tiny little sneaky pass of a tampon to (laughs) Justin Thomas. And I don't think Tiger even thought anybody would ever see it because he kind of hid it. But of course, because we have all the cameras, people zoomed in and saw like the word Tampax Mm -hmm. in his hand and freaked out. Um, thank you for that evaluation, golf expert. We appreciate it. I knew a little bit about golf, and I love wearing the golf outfits. That's all I can bring to the table on this yeah. one. Um, yeah. And I'm a bad putter, but we're working on it. We should go mini golfing. We can work on it. You can come help caddy and get yeah. a few shots in. Get a good tan. I just love that sun time. Okay. We're getting off topic. Here we go. These are my thoughts. I have three thoughts. Hit me with it. Number one, Frustration. I have feelings about this. And the first one is frustration because the same group of people that is saying we can't even say the word woman anymore and they are removing the word woman from policy, from government language. They're they're calling us chest feeders instead of breastfeeding. They say people with periods instead of women, people who can get a period instead of a woman. I mean, it's really, really weird how far they go to just erase womanhood. And then they, of course, like to remove the unique assets that a woman can bring to the table and act like she's the exact same as a man. So I, as a woman, I'm offended by that and their behavior. But then something that I'm not offended by, which is just a little funny joke between two greats in a sport that I laughed at, now this entire side is getting offended on behalf of all women and they're back to defending women and stuff, I guess, all of a sudden. So that is frustrating to me from that political movement aspect. The other thing that I'm frustrated by is that this is anti-science. And I might be going too far on this, but I believe it is bad for society to have been teaching girls that it is offensive to say you hit like a girl. I I get that in, in the first instance of it, it might be like offensive. A girl might be like, well, why is he saying that? Why would he call it an insult to say that I, that he hits like a girl or whatever? Why do boys talk like that? Unfortunately, we're in such a pro woman women's empowerment movement of all this feminism we've been (laughs) teaching little girls that they are biologically physically the same as boys and if anybody dares to address the fact that that's not the case scientifically they get told that they are hateful or hurtful or offensive and i think that's having a really bad impact on adults and us on society now and we can look at the trans movement specifically Because you're seeing people that say, well, I'm a boy and want to be a girl. I'm a girl and want to be a boy. And it doesn't matter any other aspect other than I just have to take some pills and I will be fine. My body will completely be able to transform into being the other sex by just taking some hormone pills. And because we haven't leaned into the fact that we have different bodies from just the structural level or the bone level, the hormones, the emotions, the strengths, the weaknesses that we have, we're just like a unisex at this point, and it's it's kind of creepy to me. You could take that a step further and then look at the trans athletes where you have people trying to defend the fact that it's it's okay in their eyes and it's normal and equal for a biological male to compete against a biological female. Why? I think it's because we can't address the fact anymore that there's scientifically a difference between our bodies, and most people don't even know that fact anymore. So that's frustrating, and I think it's okay to promote in society that men are physically stronger. That brings me to my third and final topic. We aren't meant to be alone. You and I heard that in church service today, which I thought was really special. And so we are more so meant to appreciate and see value in what the other sex brings to the table when we form a relationship with them. 
And if we are not able to appreciate one of the big things that men bring to the table, which is physical strength, I think that's kind of a bad thing. And then on top of that, we aren't able to appreciate women for bringing their nurturing side. And then we especially aren't able to appreciate as women men bringing the physical strength so that we can feel safe and have that basic level of societal safety and lean into our more nurturing side. And so this is going down to really basic foundational levels when we completely ignore the fact that we have differences. And maybe it's just a joke. Maybe I went too far on that. But my thoughts are vast on this one. No, I don't think you went too far. But one, I think... (laughs) You're like, honey, you went a little too deep on that one. (laughs) I think Tiger should get like a Tampax sponsorship after that because, I mean, that that was a lot of attention on their brand. And soon you're probably not going to be able to say golf balls. Let's just be honest. Um, and then third, it's just, I mean, yeah, you said a lot of things. But, I mean, a fact's a fact. I mean, there's a reason people watch the NBA and the women's, you know, basketball. They're not watched as much, even though they want to be paid the same or like the soccer. But the guys may be a little bit more flashy with the dunks and just athletic ability. Like that's just, Mm -hmm. it just shows you in the money of like what people watch and just because of what, you know, more so that gender can do, I guess you could say. Um, This is just like another thing that just, I feel like a smaller group of people wanted to complain about and take offense to. And to be honest with you, I think that's just part of the chaos in America right now is just a soft, uh, can't say jokes anymore. Um, I feel like Morgan Wallen's like the only one that's been canceled and kept rocking and rolling. But it's just, and what he said was, I mean, it kind of makes you a little cringe, you know, what he said. Like, I don't talk like that at all, but it was just still like the fan base and just the people were like, this is still just taken so far out of context. Well, that's the thing is you wonder how powerful the woke people really are if you look at the the actual posts on social media from all the news outlets, all the people that like post the stories, they're saying, here's Tiger's apology. The comments are all saying he, he yeah, didn't I have mean, to apologize. Are... But the woke people got offended, and so it became a news story. So it's almost like, what is behind the curtain? Is it just like a few people, and we could actually overtake them if we just spoke our minds more, if we were more honest about the fact that we think this is all BS? Yeah, I think the conspiracy for me is, even though I don't think it's a conspiracy, is just to make us look so soft and weak to other countries in the world because we just I don't think we talked about the spy balloon that went over America but I just feel like other countries like Iran or even China are just like looking at us looking at a I mean not to be funny like a president president who literally like craps his pants and we have generals in our military wearing dresses like let's just be honest other countries are laughing at us and I just think all this just adds up to be make us look weaker and the enemy look stronger. You got Mitch McConnell who owns a shipping company that's back. I mean, China is definitely involved with it. So do you not think he's going to probably make decisions based on that? They're a communist country, so they can just cut it off if he doesn't go that direction. So if you look, this is what I call them. I call them critical people that are in our like our political world. These critical people have ties in with other countries or like not our best interests. So I just feel like the whole theme is to make us look bad and other countries, the men 
that are in these other countries that may be in their military are looking at us like, look what a joke America is becoming. Because, mm-hmm. hey, like we need to wake up. People don't care if we're gay, straight, black or white. They see American as American and blood looks the same. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. Well, I think on that political level, too, it also goes down to the family. And when you remove ties like this of like man to woman, woman to man, what each brings to the table and how a family is structured, they have so much success. Like Brian and I were watching church this morning and it was about uh, achieving financial unity because the theme of the month is extraordinary relationships. And they were talking about how there is a study that came out that the number one cause for divorce in America and what half the people get divorced, mm-hmm. the number one cause of it is miscommunication or lack of communication, communication issues. But then they were like, wait a second, but what are they struggling to communicate about? So they did another study and found out that the communication issues were mostly about finances. So miscommunication about finances or struggling communication about finances are leading most Americans to divorce. And that breaks my heart because I see our government and what they're doing and half of the economic problems we're facing aren't from global issues that we have no ties to. They're from bad economic policy and financial policy from the elites, from the people in D.C. who don't care. And so it goes to is this intentional at this point to literally really rip apart families to make people more dependent on the government. I don't mean to make it so political, but I'm, I was watching the service like, I'm sorry, but I can't help that my mind is going to this right now because we face these economic hard times often because of politicians. And it just happens to be that that's the number one thing to split up a family. Wow. Well, the number one, I mean, you've heard it so many times is divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what if you just start in your household dividing that up? You said you just said 50%. Well, how many that's not of the 50% that's just basically divided? They're not even in love hardly. They're just sticking it out. Well, if both of them are working every day, they're working 40 hours a week at least, coming home to each other, stressed out, got to get the kids the food. There's probably a lot of arguing. On top of that, you have the kids consumed by social media, not engaged. We're in a really broken situation. Yeah, and I mean, and that goes, so staying on the divide and conquer, that's why we have so much of the black versus white, the gay versus straight. Are you trans or are you against that? It's like all these internal just just blasted down from the media to push this propaganda. Like, it's just, it just goes back to like, there is a, yeah, um, another thing behind the curtains of, of these people have uh, been paid out. They got ties with other countries and they don't have our best interest. And, you know, like the Tiger Woods thing, I just feel like that's just another little thing to like make people upset about and complain and just get into arguments in these comments. And it's just, we're just supposed to be on the same team and then we'll figure out the rest. But like, we can't even as a whole get on the same page because they continually push this divisive, just crap. To be honest with you, yeah, you know. Well, kind of speaking of that, of like the the stress that we're going through, the problems that we face, I'm really into the science of cortisol and how to prevent that from rushing through your body unnecessarily. Like not putting yourself in purposeful, stressful situations, really managing relationships and trying to be healthy in communication and all that kind of stuff. And I just find it fascinating the kind of negative impacts it has on your whole body. Like I used to have health issues related to anxiety. And I found out that it's because it's all linked. All of your all of your systems in your body are linked together. And so when I started to find that out of like, wait, so I was getting stomach ulcers because I was stressed out and then getting stressed out that my stomach hurt and then getting more stomach problems because I was stressed out. It was like this cycle. And now looking back on it, I can see that so much of it was just related to the fact that I was stressed out. And I see these things too of if you can't control 
your emotions and your hormone cycles, then you really, it doesn't make a difference if you're eating more organic food. You know what I mean? Like you've got to fix your internal problems too. And that's even in the, what's the book with the cancer doctor, the cancer revolution. Mm -hmm. She was like, every time I meet with a patient, I ask them what's going on mentally, what's going on in your home. I need to know the entire situation in your life right now because your body has to be in a state of peace if you're going to really fight this. Well, I think you just stop there, like going on the Christian aspect of that. Like Mm -hmm. Jesus gave us a sense of hope. And without hope, you don't live in a state of anxiety and fear because you just feel like there's nothing to live for. So the spiritual aspect for me, um, I I guess that's a plug in, Mm -hmm. is big on the cortisol level just because – if you have hope and like you know you're pursuing a relationship and all that 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 already sets you at a a pretty good foundation um and just building a relationship with God like that's just how I look at it as and going about his purpose um and whatnot and then just you know there's le- different levels to it, but like I would say that's the first one, but then like you're saying yeah i mean you, you it goes back to what we're saying in the other podcast you can be freaking out if someone is is lit a candle with fragrance mm-hmm. at your friends and the whole time you're not trying to be around it and you're just freaking out the whole time you're almost doing just as bad just like at this highly stressed out state like mm-hmm. like chill out you know what i mean like it's just it's more so like what are the big things in life and a lot of it comes you know me personally uh, like how is the spiritual relationship you know are you going to church like do you feel because church just, I mean, you have a community there, and you know, and again, it just adds this hope. Um, you realize you have a purpose. You're not created, you know, for anything but that you have a purpose on earth and that He has a plan, and He didn't, He hasn't ever made a mess up. So you're here for a reason. If you're not dead, you're not done. That's just how I look at it. Um, and I think that kind of fire you up a little bit, and then you just um, just go through the process of. You know the whole relationship with God and just your your church community and trying to live a more fulfilled life, but mm. all this other stuff like I'm kind of half in half out on like sometimes like if you just watch the news, what is one positive thing that even gets posted about that makes you feel I'm so happy to be yeah. in America like there is nothing the words of like just look at the adjectives they use, you know what I mean yeah is slaughter or murdered. Or just crazy or frightening. Like, it's just all the adjectives on the headline are just makes you in this state of constant, mm-hmm. like, anxiety. Well, I think it's purposeful. And you and it's I, we did the, yeah. the fast from the news the first 21 days this year. And it felt so relaxing. And half the stories we never even heard about and we're not even going to know about because they just come up and then they die down and we never hear about them again. And then, you know, the, the more important ones, obviously we're able to kind of catch up on, but I, I guess I brought up the cortisol thing. Cause you see this kind of divisiveness, you see the stress that I, you know, I personally think a lot of it is intentionally put on to us to, to cause frustration. And I was showing you that I found that Instagram post from ancestral fertility about like it was a whole post basically about how the government wants us stressed out and scared and freaked out because it can if you have a bunch of cortisol in your body it can affect if you are fertile or not and if you can procreate because your body's not going to really want to grow a human inside of you it's not going to be a good environment to get pregnant if your body is in a a scared state Mm -hmm. Uh, so i thought that was interesting but i brought it up because last night you and i uh game of thrones was on basically long story short bryant has never seen it I watched it, what, four years ago, and I kind of forgot um, what it was like, and I was 
not pleasantly surprised. I was unpleasantly surprised just because I'm like kind of a grandma now at this point. I don't like all the the nudity and stuff and everything, and it was quite a lot. All I'm going to say is it's the biggest and most popular show in the world, and it's kind of sad to me that that's the case. Not for anything. I'm not judging if you like it. I know it's literally the biggest show in the world. But as I'm watching it with Bryant, I was kind of like, wow, I haven't watched something like this in a really long time. And it's because I don't watch anything scary or negative or sad or like freaking me out like that at all because I like to just be peaceful. I don't want to bring that into my life. I don't like personal problems in my life, but I also don't want to bring in anxiety or frustration. And we're sitting here trying to play a puzzle because we play puzzles every night. And it's things as as simple as the the dog in episode two or whatever. Sorry if you haven't watched it. That there's this wolf dog thing, and the kid does something wrong, and so the queen says, "Well, I want that dog to die to punish the kid." And then they show very graphically the dog has to get put down. And so it's stuff like this where it's like, I don't want this in my life. I'm not watch. I'm not going to not watch it because I have some protest against the the fact that I'm like super pure now and I don't want to watch that with my eyes. All the weird scenes. It's just like maybe I don't want to watch such negative harshness and I don't want to bring it into my life because it's almost I could feel my cortisol levels raising and I don't want to listen to that kind of stuff. I don't want to watch that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, you're just sensitive to it, I think. And that's just how I am with like the news. Uh, Of course, like I like to kind of know what's going on, but when you start getting down all the little rabbit holes of all these talking points from individuals, it's not going to do a single thing. And then telling people like, oh, you awake yet? You awake? Yeah, dude, we're awake. Like, yeah, thank you for that. But it's just like it kind of like makes me, I don't know, just as upset. I don't It's I guess similar things like just we're sensitive to just ignorance and, uh, yeah, harshness, violence. Like, I guess look at, you know, all the vulgar songs today's age, you know, like the mm-hmm. TikTok trends of the dances of like humping the floor and all this stuff. I mean, it's just an interesting time to be well, alive. Well, speaking of TikTok, like like I've said before on the other episodes, I didn't I don't use TikTok. I don't have one. I don't have it on my phone. But you've kind of shown me TikTok cuz you have you sell a lot of hats cuz TikTok. And so you've shown me the world that it is and we it, it's crazy how addicting it can be because you just swipe, swipe, swipe. And half of them are hilarious. I'm not knocking it. I'm, I'm saying like, wow, <laughs> like this is actually pretty funny. And, and you see how it's like, wow, people are really unique and creative with, with what they put out there. But we're also talking about like being desensitized to just some really aggressive stuff. We watch one video, which is like a funny dog reacting to a fart. And then the next one, remember we went to, it was at the rodeo. And then this boy gets stomped by a horse and a bull, yeah. a bull and he dies after that. That's the video of him getting stomped that leads to his death. And then the next one was the hilarious video. Yeah. And then the like next the, one is like a crack up joke. And yeah. so the, imagine like how anybody of any age can be on social media and you just witness someone get killed and then you swipe and it's girls maybe in tiny outfits doing a little TikTok dance and you swipe and it's a girl crying because people now record themselves sobbing when something bad happens in their life which i think is totally another problem that could be a whole episode but it's a whirlwind of emotions already but brian i basically brought it up because at the same time as this little game of thrones thing happened where it came up on my screen and i'm just all upset by it and i really i personally believe we should not be bringing in fake not real but very serious stress and things that release cortisol in us 
why bring that into our lives on a screen and feel it rush in our bodies as if we're going through the thing? Because I don't think our body can really tell the difference. Why do that to ourselves? At the same time as this is all happening, I've been noticing on social media people are knocking on the show The Chosen. Yeah. And you and I have been watching it together. Now, I introduced it to you because I've enjoyed watching it. And I've watched it with my parents. I've just watched it in the background of stuff. I like watching like an episode at night. For me, it is not a replacement of the Bible. It is in no way becoming a replacement for that in my life. It's just a nice addition, especially if I'm just looking for something to watch and visualize. Like people are different learners, I guess you could say as well. And so it could serve people in a really beautiful way. And it's also just in. It's really wonderful and peaceful and enjoyable to watch, especially as a Christian. I love the gospel accounts. I love reading them all the time. I think they're amazing. Do I think Chosen is a, an, a perfect recreation and I'm going to stop reading the gospel accounts and stop reading my Bible because, oh, now there's an easier version that I can watch with my eyes? Absolutely not. But some people are criticizing it for that. And no, I don't suggest anybody just watch the TV show <laughs> and then not read their Bible. Um but when you have things like Game of Thrones being the, quote, biggest and most popular show in the world, and if people are going to be frustrated by that and complain about that and want to watch a more wholesome thing with the family, it's as simple as having an option for them. Like the, now with The Chosen, they can watch something really nice and wholesome and inspiring and, and take simply that out of the experience of watching it and just be glad that there's a nice option for them to watch, especially when so much uh, nastiness is on our TVs these days. Last thing, we were watching church this morning and it was brought up how there's investments in Hollywood, there's investments in the film industry right now into more Christian-based things, more wholesome things because apparently there's a huge audience. And you know what? They invest where there's going to be money made and it's really cool to see that there is an audience, there's a desire for people to want to pay to watch cool stuff uh, like The Chosen or movies that are going to come out like it. Yeah, so I think I that mean, was cool. So hopefully this is like a big start of a revival in America because, you know, we've always heard that that's, gonna, that's going to come. And was it Ohio? Was that the state that? I actually don't know uh, where it is. I can't Ashbury? Where it was. Yeah, I don't know where that's at either. But basically they just had people stay a long time at the church. And um, yeah, it's just like a, you know, well, the other thing is I think people are gen genuinely scared of the world and they're just kind of. They're saying maybe we should get right with God, maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think people are scared, and there's not really a answer when the people that are the head of your government who's supposed to have your best interests seems like they don't. Well, what's the other answer? And it's kind of like it's kind of like started as like a – I feel like it's like a joke, but I think more people take it serious as like pray for Jesus to come back. But, I mean, I feel like that's like more people are like, dang, like, yeah, maybe hurry up and come back. I also think half of it, too, is we have so many families that just aren't introduced to faith at all. And then they took the Bible out of the schools and it's not allowed. Like in New York State, it would be bad. You'd get in trouble if you tried to bring it up. You've seen coaches have to go to the Supreme Court for trying to pray with their football players at their high school. Uh, and then they get sued for bringing religion or faith into it. And so it's been removed in many ways. And if you don't have it with your family— you never really get exposed to it. And so perhaps these troubling times when you hear people speak like that, it makes you go, huh. And and another service, sorry, I just, I take so much information down from Church of the Highlands, but uh, Pastor Chris was saying something about like, and I might get this wrong, but it was a number of like 44% of Americans have a peaked interest in 
growing in faith and and seeking that kind of relationship with Jesus that they they didn't really have it. And now after COVID, they're like, wait a second. And it's a number that you just haven't really seen in a long time. And so I took a lot of faith in that. Yeah, man, I feel like they're running out of options. I feel like we're we're getting less and less free. I mean, this might be the bad way to say it, but they're trying to find hope into something. And it's just like, I think if we're designed by God, then that's in you somewhere to want that relationship Mm. because he's always knocking and I don't know. Maybe that's just my two cents. I just feel like the way the world is, we don't really have much to look forward to. So maybe that's something. Mm. Well, he, uh, what did he call it? Pastor Chris called it divine abandonment. And I don't know if he came up with that or if it was a a classic term, but the idea that, you know, the way that some people act these days, especially in America, the things that they do, the, the cheering for getting an abortion, stuff like that, where it's like, okay, you used to say that you wanted it to be safe, legal, rare, and now you're putting it on cakes and having parties when you do this stuff. And you're screaming to the camera. You're taking abortion pills on camera. It's like when you see that kind of stuff, you're going to get divine abandonment apparently. And I, I find that interesting and I always wonder, you know, we don't, we have no idea. But it is interesting. And going to Jerusalem for sure, it was I haven't traveled out of the country really, except for like a tropical vacation. You know what I mean? Like where we go to the little areas right off the coast of here. But um, going there definitely opened my eyes up to how small the world is. Mm. And that was really, really cool to see because I think it made it all come to life. I think someone, we just met someone, I can't remember who, that told you you got to go because it'll make it come to life. Yeah. I mean, that's why The Chosen's pretty good just because. You, you just kind of always, yeah, like a visual learner, like I've always been better to hear a pharmacy class on something, but I go straight to YouTube and someone is um, drawing out, you know, maybe yeah. like a picture of the heart and showing the connect, like yeah. the little capillaries all the way to the arteries and like the little gates for these medicine to kind of bind to there's receptors and like, oh, okay, that makes sense versus just reading receptor. You see how something binds to it and that causes something to happen. Mm-hmm. So the chosen is kind of like that as far as like when you hear disciples and then you see a movie that's kind of like, well, they really are following them and they're kind of taking notes yeah. here and there. Like, okay, I get it. And, it's the day to day and yeah. it's the intonation. It's the way they talk to each other. And just for anybody who maybe you've seen the debates, I honestly, I, I've gotten deep in the weeds because I find this stuff so interesting. I Brian's not the same as me. We're both kind of different in what we enjoy regarding like looking into certain stuff about our faith. I like watching stuff on YouTube where an atheist is debating a Christian. I like watching a Mormon debate a Christian. I just love that kind of conversation. I love looking at the historical timeline and seeing all the information. And Brian is just so much more knowledgeable in so much. And I have a lot to learn from him, but I'm like more of the history nerd. And I like to connect the dots and visualize and see people really talk it out and stuff. And uh, he's like, why do you want to watch a debate of that? (laughs) And I kind of love that, that we're different in that way. But speaking of that, I've gone down little rabbit holes on Instagram where I've seen Catholics and Christians arguing about what kind of bread is Jesus? Is he the bread of life uh, figuratively or is he legitimately the bread? And so I just find that stuff very interesting. And I've also seen these kind of arguments taking place about the chosen where, again, it's not a replacement for the Bible, but you should really be considerate of the fact that people haven't even heard of the fact that Jesus died for our sins, something as simple as that. And watching Chosen could get them to be more interested and could be that first touch that they need, that first planted the seed, the sowing of the seeds that they need. 
on top of that, it's really cool when you look into how they made each episode, how they made each part of the show. They have a team, apparently, of, of historians. They have experts from the area. They have biblical experts. They have religious leaders. They have all these people working together to collaborate and make it as historically accurate as possible to serve us and to give us an opportunity to learn. On top of that, these are all provided by donation. This is not like some Hollywood production that you don't really know who put it together and is it a sketchy background. That's why I really love it. When you go to watch an episode, it'll say like this episode was gifted to you for free by this donor, Mary in Montana. You know what I mean? So I really, really enjoy it. And if you haven't watched it, I would encourage you to see. And and since there's such a debate about it online, you can also just see what everybody's talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I just think, well, like you're just talking about Catholics saying this and -and so-and-so saying that. It's just pretty interesting just from the Christian perspective, how we all are divided even in this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Baptist, Presbyterian, Methodist. I'm not saying like they all like hate each other. They don't. But I mean, it's just pretty interesting how we all can't even get along in a sense with the religion standpoint under Christianity. (laughs) Because it's like, to be honest with you, like if you look at Mormons or like another religion, they're kind of all on one team and believe one thing you know what i mean we kind of are on on that but then we're like kind of divided up and like little bitty things i don't know why we're all divided up you know what i mean and that's Mm -hmm. why it's always like i push for relationship versus religion yeah well and that's i think for me too like i bringing in my love of looking at human nature one of the big questions i'm always thinking is like what's the relationship between god's will my will and you know what i want as a little tiny human brain and then human nature like the the idea that I, as a sinful person, always am going to get driven to want to maybe do some things that don't fit how I should be or how I want to be. And how does that take me away from his will, etc.? So I think that that's really interesting in terms of like, so do bad things happen because the devil wins or do bad things happen because someone's abandoning their relationship with God and they're far from him and so they're not reaching their full potential with his will? I could go on and on. But Brian, what do you think? So I think based off you think the devil did this or God does this, I mean, I still think, I mean, it's hard to for us in our brain to fully know everything of the reasons why, but at the end of the day, we have to trust and have faith that maybe we're getting molded into someone else of like, you know, more grit, more fortitude, more um, whatever lessons that it might teach us to where something else is coming down the road, but we'll be ready for it. So we're not going to fully ever know in the moment maybe of a trial, but um, that's one thing the Bible promises is what you're either in one, you're coming out of one, or you're headed to a trial. Like yeah. it, that's just the unfortunate reality. And you know, you know, the better that you can try to get, you know, more of your habits aligned with what is good and pure and true. I just feel like you know, and and, and you know, just trying to learn through everything, you're just better equipped. Yeah. For oh, comes. I remembered actually what I was going to say after that about the human nature thing. Um, you see so many, you know, offshoots of Christianity and all the different, uh, the different styles, I guess you could say. And I really do think that that's man's religion being added in. And it kind of gets us away from the original intention of the new covenant of, of Jesus coming in the first place where he says, I just want you to have a relationship with me. And he makes it pretty clear that, you know, as soon as humans get involved, we kind of make things into our own. We get away from what the intention was and we drift away from it. And we kind of did exactly that. So it's not necessarily a shocking thing that we did it and that we continue to do it. But um, that's why for me, I, I love the Gospels so much because I just like to see 
What actually happened with he, when he was on earth? And what words did he say to us? What did he want us to hear? And what did Jesus say? And I think it makes things pretty simple. <laughs>